Hi guys Hi. and welcome to Horses and Biscuits. I'm Alex Whiteley. Uh, the show's back. So we do this every every month, uh, supporting Rocking Horse Media and and the development of Henry House and what it's become. And um, today we're going to be focusing on. I've called the I've called the episode Switcheroo. Switch simply because uh, when it comes to actors and and the audition process, it seems to be such a, a I don't know. I, may, I don't know. These guys will be able to fill me in, but it seems like from the outside, a very difficult process. There's lots of traveling here, going there, and you may get this role, you may not get that role. It doesn't seem like the easiest life for an actor at times. Uh, so joining us, um, who have come through the audition processes and and various events that Rocking Horse have put together, we have Missy Chapel, Brooke Fleming, and Ben Bertrand. How are you guys? You good? All good. Yeah. Very good. Um, and guys, of course, feel free to jump in the comments. If you are from the acting background or if you have any questions for actors that are in this in this industry, please feel free to join us in the comments and get your questions in. Um, what we'll do, though, is we'll go around the room and we'll give everyone sort of an opportunity to sort of explain about themselves and their careers and what, what this, this industry, where this industry is taking them. We'll start with Ben. Um, ben, where do you hail from? Uh, currently living in Cross Houses near Shrewsbury. Huh. Um, yeah, I'm from I'm from kind of all over the place. Uh, I'm not not a Shrewsbury native, as it were, but um, I do like it here. So no, it's all me good. neither. Uh, I I came to to Shrewsbury 2017. Fell in love with the place, and one of the things I I found that about about Shrewsbury that I've just never seen anywhere else really is people love where they live and I was just like this is very strange you know the only thing it doesn't have is a beach if it had a beach (laughs) if Shrewsbury had a beach what more could it need yeah imagine imagine what would would be amazing if you had a a beach I mean we do 24 hour McDonald's I mean, for a town of its size, that's pretty good. Never mind the medieval buildings and that. We need a beach. Yeah, I'll, I'll and that, whatever. Back. Yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And how long have you uh, been uh, been acting for, and where, what where what experiences have you had? Well, I've kind of done it on and off since I was um, like fourteen. I think I, um, yeah, I kind of I've just always ended up doing it almost by accident sometimes um <laughs> I've, just done it, I've just kind of done it as a hobby and I've, i did it in school i did it in college and then i did um you know i did bits of uh, extra work here and there and then i i did um i did some theater stuff with theater seven and the um what were the dorrington players i forgot what they're called now um the, the stretton players but yeah, um, and then I've just kind of always done it and always, I've always done it and then thought, ah, oh, that's probably the last thing I do. And then I always find myself back in something else. Um, and it's always a, always a fun time. So it's just, it's, I think, I think when you've done it a few times and you're the kind of person who has sought it out at some point, it becomes, um, you know, it becomes kind of, it's always an itch. You get the acting itch and then you think you've, you've, you think, oh, okay. Um, and then no, you end up doing it again. And, um, no, it's, um, it's one of the more, um, interesting hobbies. I think, um, for I me, I think I've learned a lot. 
I have a unique experience because I do a bit of voice acting, but that's in my in my right. biscuit studios, aka the bedroom. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there's no yeah. audience in front of me. I did a I did a thing for Ant McGinley. He's got an amazing wrestling podcast called um, Wrestling with the Champ. It's huge. It's massive, and he got me to do an advert, and um, it was for a ref score. And I did it in like loads of different accents, but ultimately I'm just stood staring at my my audio foam. Uh, um, there's no pressure of getting the lines wrong or anything because if they just do it again, do you know what I mean? So mm. performing in front of an audience, it's got to be like that adrenaline rush that you're kind of addicted to, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I think I have a lot of respect for voice actors because they don't always get the feedback from mm. An audience that a theatre actor can get, like there's an energy with theatre. You can sense the heat changing in the room, and the silences get more silent, and the laughs can kind of spur on certain moments. Well, with voice actors, sometimes you don't even have the other actor there. You just, just it's a pure isolated acting, which is quite a talent, I think. It is wonderful. Fantastic. Well, that's Ben, everybody. We will we'll circle back to you, Ben. We've got plenty of questions for you during the show. Uh, and Missy, where do you hail from? Where are you, where are you coming from today? Hi. Uh, yeah, I'm from Manchester, so I'm up north. Ah, wonderful. Great. And yeah. um, what what experience have you had with acting so far? Where's it taking you? Uh, so I started when I was about seven, started going to acting classes. Um, but okay. I didn't even know what acting was at the time. I was going because of my brother. I, like, I thought it was school. <laughs> but uh, I went along and I enjoyed it and I loved it. And then um, since then, I kind of the same as Ben. I did like extra work for a lot. But um, it, it was good because you built, like I got then into walk-on roles and like commercials and kind of built some credits and stuff. Uh, and then... I got an agent not long ago and I got on backstage and stuff like that and went down and met Gareth and you guys for the audition and here we are. <laughs> amazing, amazing. And so like, was this like one of the first auditions that you've done away from um, I don't know, the walk-on stuff that you've had? Yeah, like because we were kind of focusing like a lot on commercials because like the football side of things. So I was doing a lot with like Mo Salah and Liverpool uh, and Pepsi kind of things. So then, yeah, so coming audition for something like this it was it was different and it was it was fun it was good was it scary but in a good way maybe i don't know how was that yeah in a good way yeah yeah ah, because you know i was i've only been to i mean i was i was doing auditions yesterday but for a friend's production and um, that he was making moves all day so we had you know actresses come from all around the country and um i i don't know you can sort of sense as they kind of walked in the kind of <sighs> and go you know, that's kind of like you have that big exhale. I saw it in everybody where you kind of like, you got to shove those nerves right down to the pit of your stomach and just go and nail it, right? Is that what it's like? Yeah, kind of. It's hard though sometimes because I feel like you get, like with me, I get nervous, I get nervous. I try and push it down. Like say like while, while I'm driving along, doing my lines, whatever. Um, and then when I get there, it's like the minute you stand there, I can, you can feel your heart kind of beating and yeah, you've got to just take a second, push it down. And then I think once you start acting, you get in that zone of just, you're in the scene, you're in the moment. So you kind of forget once you get going. So it's it's not too do, bad. Do the walls wobble for you? Because I've done auditions before and the walls sort of wobble when you come out of it. It's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember I did because um, I used to do a bit of acting at Shrewsbury Prison, which is now a great tourist attraction. If you guys from outside are watching this from outside of Shrewsbury, 
make sure you come and visit Shrewsbury Prison. It's fantastic. And um, I uh, I applied for a role of a psychopathic butcher, which I, I got, by the way, but I scared the living crap out of everybody in the room. And I was going, absolutely psycho. I was foaming at the mouth and everything. And I was doing this role. And as I was coming down, like the, the room was sort of wobbling. And I was kind of like... And I kind of, it's weird, I turned into somebody else. It was amazing. It's the only out-of-body experience I've ever had with them sort of things. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Wonderful. Um, so that's Missy. And again, we'll circle back. We've got lots and lots of questions uh, to talk and things to talk about. Brooke, uh, I met you at the background acting workshop um, in uh, at Durban College. Um, what what experience have you had uh, with acting beforehand and maybe after the uh, the event? Um, so I sort of started acting when I was 13. The first thing I did was just like sort of a short student film. And then I got quite lucky with an open audition and got like a bit more of a significant role. And then I kept working with that same production company and did a few more shows with them. So I've done kind of a few different types of work. I've done some more sort of acting stuff and then some also more sort of like presenting style work, which ah. has been quite good fun. How does that compare then? Presenting something and acting something, they're two completely different things. Yeah, one of, I feel like I definitely prefer the acting just because it's kind of how I got into it. It's like more of the passion I have. Um, with that, you're sort of, you're being a different character. And then with the other one, presenting, mm. I feel like you've more, you've got to keep people interested and you are like talking and kind of sometimes you're talking about stuff which is a lot of facts or like the stuff I was doing was about like nature and space and stuff. So there was lots of like facts and stats. Was it live or was it pre-recorded? It was pre-recorded. Oh, so that's, um, that makes it easier then. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't have to get it all in one take, which was obviously quite useful. That's great to hear. Cause when you, when you're doing something like that, which I've done that again, you kind of, sometimes you can find the momentum getting away from you. And it's really hard to either keep up or to keep it kind of, kind of going at the same speed. Um, if you can do presenting that kind of work, whether it's radio, whether it's something pre-recorded like you've done or live, then you've, you've got a great skill because I'm not brilliant at it. I do the podcast and stuff, which is different. I guess I've just always done this. It's natural to me. But if you can actually do it on a professional level, got so much respect for you. Absolutely. Um, wonderful. So we know where we know where everybody is and where, oh, where are you coming from, Brooke, actually? We've got everybody else. but not you. Um, I'm currently based in Peterborough. Oh, in Peterborough. Okay, yeah. wonderful. So we've got people from all around the country coming today. Um, we've got lots and lots of comments coming in, guys. We're going to go through them first before we get into our first subject. Uh, Jane Pickworth, who I spent the whole day with yesterday, one of the amazing friend, great voice actress, uh, an amazing talent. How are you? Um, and Kathy Chilton's in the chat. She says, hi, everybody. Hi, Kathy. Hope you're having a great day. Uh, James Law says, great to see everybody. Lots of talented people. Yes, these guys here. Not so much this guy. Um, <laughs> and Abby Baker, she says, uh, hi, Kathy. Is Anna watching? Uh, I don't know, Anna. Are you watching? If you are, get in the comments. Uh, Gareth, the man. Uh, Thomas from uh, the, uh, the the boss over there at Rock and Roll says, probably our closest main cast member to us, locally speaking, is Ben. Cross houses. Yeah. I drive through cross houses every day. It's on my way to work. Over that roundabout, that's where I go. Um, <laughs> Kathy is, uh, she says, uh, just coming on, hopefully. I think that's about Anna. She's uh, going to be watching. Kate Harris, uh, Karen herself, she says, hi. How are you, Kate? Hope you're, you're well. And Sarah Heath is, hi all. Um, is Snail Beach only 12 miles away, but it's not a beach? Yeah, we have got a beach, <laughs> yeah. Ben, but it's not a beach. 
<laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I got the I got the Rebrook, which is just by me. Uh, lots of rivers and uh, lots of uh, countryside walks there, and there is a, a little beach there that in the summer is great. There's like rope swings into the river and stuff. Uh, it's not quite Top Gun sunglasses, aviators, grease up and play volleyball, volleyball. But uh, there we go. Um, and we've got lots of people chatting. Uh, Bob Mackin, who's uh, been a great photographer for Rocky Horse, getting lots of pictures in, says, uh, Buenas noches, everybody. Dark already. You're the first person to say that, Bob. It's the most ironic thing that I was about to do is they, they always, you know, sort of talk about how dark it is when the cocks have gone back. Uh, so, yeah, we've got a few comments in, and I will revisit. Oh, Dean Raymond's in the chat as well. He says, Hi, everyone. He's, uh, he was in Wrexham uh, with Rocking Horse yesterday, which we will get pictures. We'll take a look at them. And Anna, there she is. We found her. Um, and she says she's watching. Uh, Judy Breakwell, she's in the chat as well. We'll be chatting about her later. I hope you don't mind, Judy. Um, anyway, right, I've got a, 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 to talk about, uh, I want to talk about the Rocking Horse auditions for you guys, because I'm sure it's different for every one of you. Now, Ben, I was at your audition um, at... Uh, I think it's open spaces in Oswestry. Street. Um, it was, seemed like such a long time ago. Uh, and you were auditioning for Alid, which um, you didn't get, but you got another role instead. And this is one of the most authentic thing, I think, uh, um, unique thing, should I say, about rocking horses. If you don't get one role and you're very good, they'll consider you for something else and they'll keep you as part of, I always say the family. It sounds like some sort of mafia thing. You're, you're, you're part of the family now. Do you know what I mean? But they kept you on board and you've you've been sort of working with them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they. Um, I think one thing that is very notable about the audition when I went was even though when you walk in and there was a lot of people there, <laughs> more than I thought there was going to be, um, instantly got the sense that everyone in the room was on my side in the sense that they weren't scrutinizing, they weren't judging. It was they were very warm. They were they were watching as if they were genuinely excited and happy to see what um what I had to do. And that really helped set a positive tone. And I felt it it, re- it just helped. It helped me loosen up and it helped me just kind of get into a flow. Um so yeah, that that was great. That was. Um and then obviously the audition itself was for Alid, which was um, a completely different part to the one I got. Having seen another audition, having been present at another audition after and seeing um, Dean, who actually got the role of Alid and him reading lines for that character. And I thought, I thought, yeah, they really chose the right guy for that because he um, just him reading those his his character in, in the auditions um, you know, you could tell he, he he was, you know, he was great. He was really talented. So that gave, you know, that's given me confidence that they've chosen the right people for the right roles. Um, and yeah, the role I got instead, um, yeah, it did, <laughs> Gareth sent uh, sent me a while ago a little uh, a little description of the character, and I kind of thought, oh, <laughs> that's quite that's quite similar to to who I am as a human being. <laughs> Um, and uh, yeah, I was like, I've been typecast. Um, but no, no, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really excited for the role I actually ended up getting. Um, and I do think that I fit that role, and, and um, Dean perfectly fits Alid. Like, um, having just seen what I saw of him, yeah, just great choice. Um, 
And yeah, my character that I'm playing instead, Mac, um, Izzy's boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, um, yeah, yeah. It, it, it just reads like a role that, that I feel like I could be quite comfortable in and, and looking forward to playing. Um, but yeah, it was a really positive experience. They were, they, their process and their attitude really helped facilitate, um, bringing the best performance out of me and they judged you know that yeah maybe i didn't fit alid but i fit this other role and i'm very confident in in the the different opportunity that they've given me i think it's i think it's all worked out for the best um so yeah it's really hard when everybody's just brilliant (laughs) it's like i remember being there and i can't judge i can't judge someone on their appearance because I haven't been to Juilliard. I, I haven't been to drama school. I haven't been to these amazing things and done these, have these, have these experiences that you guys have had. I'm sitting there as Al the biscuit guy. You know what I mean? What kind of experience is that? So like when everybody come in, I think everybody blew me away. Oh my God, you're amazing. It's him. Oh my God, he's amazing. It's him. Oh, you know, and it was really hard for me, but the, the train dies knew what they were looking at. And Dean, Dean's in the chat. He says, that's uh, thanks. That's very kind. Thank you, Ben. Looking forward to working with you. Uh-uh. So that's really nice. And Jane's like, uh, clocks, Alex Whiteley. I did say clocks. I'm pretty sure I said clocks. <laughs> and Bob's in the chat as well. He says, uh, I'm your go-to guy for a cliche, Alex. Okay, good. I mean, we do need a good cliche. We need to be brought back down to earth. Um, have any of you guys ever been to an audition and it's absolutely gone terrible? Like you've absolutely like ruined it, yeah. Have we got any? any uh, yeah, yeah. Tell us about it, Ben. I mean, it might be a terrible well, experience in your life. It, it, it's quite ironic, actually, because I noticed that um, Dean went to Italia Conti Drama School, and the only drama school I ever auditioned for was Italia Conti, and I totally stacked that audition. Just. <laughs> absolute just i was out there um and, and obviously i didn't get in so that's this this is the second time he's he's beaten me at an audition uh but yeah yeah that was the um that 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 was the audition that went really badly for me um that's it apart from that i've always if i've done an audition i've always ended up getting not that role but another role for some reason yeah, um yeah. but yeah do you think it, it plays well to be sort of nice not to walk in and be like an actor. <laughs> Where is it? Where's my drink? You know, kind of like playing the uh, the, the prima donna uh, and coming in and with an attitude. And if you don't get it, being terrible. I mean, like you and Dean working together with. I mean, all of you guys working well with Rocking Horse after the. Fight. Do you think that pays well just to be nice? <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, um, Missy, let's talk about your audition. Um, Let's go through it. Uh, what was it like for you? Talk us about the day. Did you did you have to practice all your lines the night before? Uh, were you practicing them on the train or whatever? How was it for you? Yeah, so I know. So I went down the day before to Birmingham because I thought it was close, and it it wasn't that close. <laughs> so I I got my friend, and then we drove up the next day on the day of the audition. And as we were driving, yeah, she was going through the lines, and I was speaking and driving. <laughs> Um, and I packed up, she waited in the car and I came in um, and yeah, kind of like Ben said, you are a bit overwhelmed with how many people were there um, at the audition. But yeah, like he said, they made you feel 
warm and welcome and not judged and yeah, scrutinised kind of thing. Uh, and then did the audition and got some nice feedback. And then yeah, went home and waited, waited for that call. <laughs> nice. Um, and when you got that call, um, I mean, I think the the, the quick great angle to get this is: Have you done any? auditions around that time where you didn't get the call um what did it feel like when you got the call you know what what was that feeling like uh yeah no it's a it's a nice feeling it's um yeah kind of like the same as ben again um i haven't really done an audition where i haven't even got the role or some on the same production so um it's yeah it's really nice when you when you get the, when you know they're ringing and, and you know it's you know the unknown number kind of thing <laughs> Um, yeah. because a lot of times you know you don't kind of get a call unless it's you know if it's if it's a no you don't normally always get a phone call to you so like yeah the, the ringing normally it's it's something positive so it's nice i um i uh i auditioned for a, a batman audio drama <laughs> years ago i was like oh i get it don't worry it's fine i can work a microphone um <laughs> they didn't even they didn't even email me they were just like Pfft. Who's this guy? <laughs> it's so bad. So to get that phone call must feel really, really good. I'm not just, uh, you know, uh, taking pity on myself. And I guess I am really uh, <laughs> on the podcast. Um, when we did the uh, the auditions, the second run of auditions, I was only there for one day. And what we did was um, this was to try and find Wesley, uh, the weasel. Um, this was my second time doing the auditions. And uh, I remember walking in and there was double the amount of people that were there for the first set of auditions. I think, Ben, were you there as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were there for that once. And that was just, that was insane. I was like, oh my God, there's lots of people there. I came in late and we were trying to, so we did a, a podcast with the whole crew everywhere. Um, we were we were going to do it live, but we couldn't get the tech to work. And suddenly the, the, the degrees suddenly turn up in the room and you're kind of like, oh my God, we can't get technology to work. Um, we did the podcast and then we did those auditions and I could see it on people's faces. They walk in, they're like, whoa like there's like 25 people in here what's going on but i guess you can just you have a room to work with then and you know when it comes to large numbers of people being around you brooke you were you were at a workshop which featured a lot of people there were a lot of people there and to try and shine and to try and um, sort of promote yourself in that large group of people and, and that, what was that like for you it was definitely very different like any audition i've been to before um and there was yeah, a lot more people were there than what I was kind of used to. But it was also quite nice in a way because everyone kind of, I, well, it seemed like everyone was kind of getting along very well and it was quite like a friendly environment. So as much as everyone was trying to like promote themselves, when we were like working in groups and stuff, everyone was like working together to kind of help everyone sort of showcase themselves, which was, it was quite a nice sort of like feeling with everyone sort of working together. Yeah. It was a bit like, um, if, if any of you's ever been to a group interview, it was a bit like that, you know, when you get like half a dozen people or a dozen people in a room and you give them command tasks to do and you look for the ones that kind of like really excel and sort of do well. Uh, and that they're the ones that get called back. That was like what the background actor workshop was like. It was also a way of like, um learning if you had uh if you had some a little bit of experience and you want to go a little bit further um that's what that that was for we get some amazing comments coming through right now um so lynn goldsmith says uh sometimes acting works out, out that way jim broadbent was up for the role of del boy david jason got the part and jim brilliantly got the part of slater yeah so you know 
That's quite cool. Uh, Alex Chow Montague says, uh, you're right, Alex, Rocking Horse does seem to attract amazing talent. Yeah, I agree. This is why this is why um, I've kind of paired up the, the shoes with Biscuit and we're doing this together because I thought, oh, there's something happening in Shropshire. We need to be a part of this. And uh, we have a massive comment coming in from Gareth. He says, uh, Missy's uh, audition for Izzy. Sorry, Missy, we can't see your face there. Look at that covering your face uh, outstanding and i spent the rest of the day adamant that the <laughs> the part of uh, was hers until a certain scottish girl turned up and the rest was history but honestly missy's performance as izzy was scintillating and very uh, and was very unfortunate to miss out hats off to her i knew straight away uh, we needed to bring her back uh, and Annie Chandler's, she said uh, brooke i had so much fun auditioning with you oh that's nice um and Julie Brickwell, she's in the chat. Massive one again, but let's read it. She says, this shows that obviously uh, going to drama schools or having workshops helps in auditions for sure. I didn't go to any of the above, and I wish I had more insight into how to prepare for auditions. It is very, very different to theatre, but I have never had an audition that I have not gone to in bits. Oh, wow. Okay, doing um, auditions, not so good. Um, and the Rocking Horse auditions are next level with the room full, but I still think it's a great way to do them. Um, and uh, Kate Harris is saying, everyone in the room gave feedback uh, just after the audition, and it was so nice to know um, uh, you were on the right right pages, so to speak. <laughs> I like that. Um, and, you know, I think that's, that's a really good segue into talking about how you prepare for an audition because you know it can be grueling. You know, you guys are coming from different areas of, of the UK. Um, ben, uh, if you have a huge bit of dialogue, because that I rem- if I remember, the Alid uh, dialogue was pretty big. It was lots to, and it was quite emotional as well without giving too much away. How do you how do you prepare for that? Is, does it take a day or so? Is it a couple of hours before? Are you reciting it in the shower, in the car? Like what's going on there? I'm awful at learning lines. Um, it's, it, I'm just crap. I'm just just really bad at it. Um, yeah. Um, so, but funny enough, different people are different. But for me, I tend to actually, when I do finally learn the lines, the big bits of dialogue are, are easier to me than the random lines that come in here and there. Do you know what I mean? like those yeah. random bits of dialogue that come in almost offhandly or um yeah that I, I those sometimes I struggle with more whereas when it's like okay speech time it's simple you know i know i'd like yeah so um and i guess you know you just find the rhythm and um yeah i tend to record my lines and then record my um the opposing lines and then just listen to it you know, as if you're listening to a song, I guess you just pick it up eventually. Um, but yeah, that's not my forte learning lines, but I, I do, I do get it done eventually. I get there. And when I get there, it's amazing. <laughs> you know, it's worth the wait. I imagine. Uh, Brooke, are you good at learning lines and uh, remembering scripts and what have Um, I get, I've come quite quick at sort of picking them up and learning the lines. So it's quite useful. And once I know them, it's just about working out sort of like any gestures or like how to sort of make it sort of come alive as a person. Um, so I normally try and perform with someone off my mum um, and they give me like any feedback, like 
that doesn't look realistic or maybe do this here, which is useful. Amazing. And Missy, how are you aligned? You good? I know we just talked about uh, you on the, car on the way up. Yeah, I'm like 50-50. Sometimes I can like slash out learning something like the, in a whole day and sometimes it takes me like a week to learn like one page. <laughs> um, There's something I, I've always you know, sort of, I think is now is the right time to talk about this. And we're talking about this positive vibe in the room. And it's great to have that instant feedback. Of course it is. I think, uh, I think all auditions should be like that. And in fact, um, I don't want to talk about too much, but I was, I was, you know, auditioning uh, with, with a group yesterday, all day in me, getting actresses doing their bits. And I would always give a bit of feedback always, because I think like it's give, it's nice to give someone something to, to go away with. You know, whether it's negative or positive. Now, do you feel like we'll go around the room? Do you feel like um, it is important to get that negative feedback as well as the positive? Do you need to go and be have those those terrible notes as well as the good things, or does it kill your confidence? Well, sorry, you, Brooke. We went to bed first. Do you need those negative notes as well as the positive? I think it's useful because if there's something to say that you keep doing in all your auditions, you're like, oh, why am I not getting work? And then someone says to you, look, you're doing this, change that then it you know for the for the best in like the future it's going to have a positive outcome yeah at the time it's probably like oh am I really doing this thing wrong but I think if someone's got some criticism you've just got to take it and use it to your advantage and make the most of it oh, cool Missy yeah no I agree like it is hard to hear sometimes obviously um, it can knock you a little bit but most of the time like it's in a positive way that yeah, you may, might not realise yet you're doing something that's like not not it's not good, but you know what I mean. Like you don't realise that you're doing something, and if someone says, "Okay, well maybe tweak this or change this just a little bit," and it'll progress you more forward, and you didn't even realise, like it can help you a lot. I do believe in positive reinforcement. I do feel like uh, you know when someone's doing a good job, you should definitely tell them, you know, because um, they can. I think they'll they'll be more encouraged to work on that. I, I even though it's fun to see sometimes the whole Simon Cowell that was terrible, get off my stage kind of thing. I just thought that could probably destroy someone for the rest of their life, and they might not have the confidence to get back up there. Um, what do you what do you think, Ben? Do you need to be told um, sometimes? Oh, you rein that in, boy, or do you prefer to be told? That's fantastic. You're doing that. Well, I guess, I guess in a audition, um, it's different because you don't go in there 100% knowing the character through and through, having had director, having had direction, having had experience with the lines over, like you go in with, with an idea. And I think a lot of auditioning is literally, do you kind of fit that part enough that they the director can sculpt your performance so i feel like i feel like in auditions um it's never a case i i'm, I'm lucky i've never experienced like someone saying that was bad and i think any professional director with any talent understands that um you know you, that that's not what you do you give people well basically they'll give you direction that's all they're doing it's not negative feedback it's direction or it's explaining to you why you you don't you don't fit the part and we're not yeah. going to be able to mold your performance into that and it's nothing to do with you as a talent it's it's just just you don't you just don't fit the part it's just the way it is you know um but yeah i think direction can only be constructive 
Great points, guys. Great points. And we got some great comments coming because I was, do you know what I was thinking of? I was thinking of, um, oh, what's that film that Leonardo DiCaprio did um, with Tarantino? Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Is that it? Yeah, that's the one. Where he's yeah. like, <laughs> that one. Yeah. Uh, and then there was a scene in there where um, he listens to his lines back. He reads them out and he listens to them back. Or And he's he's got like a dictaphone and he's answering back and he's remembering his role, his lines that way. And there's a few people coming in with comments now. Um, so Kate says, uh, I tried to learn my lines by listening to them when I went to bed. I just sent, uh, sent myself to sleep <laughs> listening to my own voice. Uh, they didn't seem, didn't even get into my subconscious, still had to learn them the next day. And so it kind of works, but maybe not. I don't know. Uh, and Alex says, uh, love that. Sculpt your performance. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Um, well, the idea of this show is to sort of show you guys that um, through the, the, the Rocking Horse audition process, other things can happen. And, you know, uh, Henry House is kind of like splintering off into different directions, working with so many different people. Again, illustrating why I think it's important that we work with Rocking Horse and keep documenting because it is moving at such a pace. We need to keep on top of these things. Um and so Ben is going to be playing Izzy's uh, boyfriend. Um, Missy, uh, what, what which role did you pick up after this? Uh, my you... mate. Sorry? Uh, Sharon, Izzy's mate, Sharon. There you go. You, you got that one. And Brooke, you're working on a, a spin-off show, A Penny for Your Thoughts, uh, with Anna Redding. Um, can you tell us how this idea, Penny for Your Thoughts, came up? Where did it? How, how did it happen? Um, well, the first I sort of heard of it was from Gareth, who sent me a message, um, and he called me to sort of explain the idea, to sort of see if I'd be interested. And as soon as I heard about it, I was like, yeah, sort of, I want to be involved. And it's basically a short film to sort of portray the condition that Anna has and sort of, I don't know, bring it to life and show what it's like and how it can, like, affect people. Yeah, and if you guys... Uh cast your mind back uh, i think she's watching the show now Anna was on our last show um she was slating for for the first uh shooting day of um of henry house and uh, she was a fantastic guest she was great to speak to was she great to work have you spoken much with her and sort of uh discussed where where you want to uh, move with this yeah so i got to well we spent a day and i met her and we sort of got to know each other a bit and we sort of spoke a bit about the short film it was yeah it was nice it was good well, um, Gareth has sent me um, a video. I'm going to try and get technology to work now. So let's see if we can do this. Um, <laughs> here is a, a promo that Gareth sent me uh, for Penny for Your Fortune. You guys take a look at this. Here we go. Coming soon from Rocking Horse Media. A Penny for Your Thoughts. A Henry House story. Starring Brooke Fleming with Kate Cauldron and Simon Fisher Beckett. Written and directed by Anna Redding here at Derwin College. Don't miss it. I do things alex can't sleep it. uh yeah that was that was not sure that was like a reaction video because i hadn't seen that before gareth i was just putting the studio to, i mean it's been a busy week so i was kind of like i ah, just put all stuff together really nice though really encouraging stuff and I'm, I'm really excited um i don't know if gareth's in the chat have we got any dates so when we can sort of expect this he's probably has sent them to me he's he sent me every time we do this show a bit of insight backstages um gareth kind of has this absolute 
meltdown and he sends me a list like this on messenger of things i gotta talk about um which i don't work very well with i'm not an actor i can't read things i need short i this is what i do as well and this is a good bit of insight to how i deal with things i do the radio live um and i do little bits i mean of course if i have to follow a script i'm doing some voice acting things then i will follow the script but when it comes to um, planning out a show or a podcast or the radio, I can't write down what I have to say in a big long list. I have to bullet point things and give myself little, little checkpoints. I know I've got to get here and I know I've got to get there and I have to get there my own way. I think I, I'd struggle with a script, I think, only on a, on a whole scale. So, um, yeah, that's how I deal with things. Gareth says, uh, poor old Alex doesn't have to put it with a, a, with a lot of long messages uh, from me on, on podcast days. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I do. I do. Um, okay, so um, I don't know, Gareth. Let me know when that when that is due in uh, the. Do you know, Brooke? The the short when the deadline is for it. Ah, okay. Um, okay, so we got that to look forward to. I also want to give a shout out to to, to Julie Bigwell as well. She's in the chat. Um, she landed um, a role playing Fiona in uh, in Shrek. She's going to be in Newtown uh, next month, um, which is pretty cool. Um, They've got some visuals of that there. So if you guys are looking for something fun to do in Newtown uh, next month, uh, they're doing Shrek the Musical, and that looks fantastic. So make sure. I don't know where it's going to be playing. Julie, I know you're in the chats. Um, if you if you a website or something where people can buy tickets, that would be amazing. Um, all right. So, yeah, uh, moving on with, with everything with what Rockin' Horse has been doing, do you guys feel like, um, you know, sort of the acting uh, talent that's come through um, – do you feel like there's a lot of potential still uh, with, with Rockin' Horse, Ben? Um, and, and I was, you know, out of uh, all the experiences you've been through, um, where would you rate your Rockin' Horse experience? It sounds like a, a, a PR stunt, doesn't it? But, you know, how did you deal with it? Would you enjoy it? Um, it, it, it as in, as in, what do you mean? As, as a, like, did I as it, so far has has it has it been a very positive experience? Yeah, yeah. How how was your experience with it? Yeah. Do you think that there's more potential to come from Rock and Roll? Well, I'm excited to see, obviously, how this um, how Henry House turns out. Um, one thing that is very apparent from Rock and Roll media <laughs> is the the passion. It's clearly something that everyone involved with thinks about every single day um you know they're clearly really you know they're, they're very they've got a goal and they're going to achieve it you know and that's yeah. really um and that's really really encouraging to see um and like i said they've all been so lovely they've all been so nice they've all been so lovely the entire time communication's been great uh they're, they're all very creative a lot of the actors who i've seen in the auditions have been have been you know really really top tier so um and the audition process was so professional as well um and like i said i think the decisions i've seen made so far give me a lot of confidence in what they're doing and um and i'm very much so looking forward to seeing how henry house turns out so it's exciting yeah it's positive and exciting so good things wonderful wonderful uh missy um what are you looking forward to the future, Rockinos? Yeah, no, literally, it's kind of the same. It all just seems really like professional, especially the audition process. You go in, you know, you got a photographer, you got someone running lines, you've got 
half of the actors there. <laughs> uh, you know, you got someone that works in a care home that's there to obviously help make sure things factual or whatever. Um, like, it was all professional. It all seemed... Gareth's obviously amazing. And like you said, there's a lot of... Um, oh, I forgot the word that you used, but passion, that's it. There's a lot of passion there. Um, there really is. And you can tell that there's a lot of hard work being put in. And yeah, I'm excited about the future, definitely. Wonderful. Uh, and Brooke, lots yeah, of positivity. It's been like a very positive experience from the like the workshop, which was obviously a very different environment to like what I'm used to like was very friendly and sort of a lot more of like a group sort of thing. And like from meeting Anna, that was a really nice experience. It's all been like really positive. Nice, nice. Um, Abby Baker, oh, she says, don't we all? Uh, that was just something, I can't remember what we were talking to, but don't we all? Don't we all, guys? Don't we all? <laughs> um, Alex is in the chat and says, uh, it seems such a collaborative process. Fabulous. Um, and uh, Gareth says, uh, <laughs> he says, I'm amazing. Missy, I'll pay you later. <laughs> Uh, Alex says the, the the passion shines through, and talking about uh, the, the positive things moving forward, um, I couldn't be uh, it couldn't be there yesterday because I'd already said yes to another project. But um, uh, Rocking Horse and uh, Henry House was in Wrexham yesterday. They, they see Alid, uh, you see him here with um, the 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 landlord from the uh, the pub next door to to the the race course. I've forgotten the name of it now. Oh, the turf. It's the turf, isn't it? Um, if you guys have been uh, watching Amazon, the, the, um, the uh, Disney Plus series, um, uh, welcome to Wrexham. You'll see a lot of these faces. Um, but they, they Alid supports Wrexham in the show, so they're trying to get Wrexham involved in some way. Um, so they, they went and had a, a walk around Wrexham yesterday. Here they are filming in the, in the gift shop there. Um, and they've got a top there saying Henry House. Look at that. That's pretty cool. So it looks like you guys had a great day, Gareth. I'm sorry I couldn't be there. There they are outside the course. And apparently things went really, really well. Um, lots of positive news from that. So we will we will get Gareth on to talk more about that. Um, because I don't want to I don't want to jinx it, uh, you know, uh, in a negative way. Um, but there's lots to to talk about there. Um so lot, you know, positive things moving forward. And this is what I love again, you know, working with things uh, with Derwin College and uh, local amenities around Shropshire and over the border there with Wrexham as well. Um, I grew up in Wrexham, so it's nice to see lots of lots of good things happening there. And Gareth said, fantastic day. Uh, Dean and Steve put a shift in. Um, I'm glad it was really, really positive. <coughs> Um, we also need to remind you guys that there is a, a the uh, the crowdfunder still happening as well. You know, these things aren't cheap. You know, equipment is expensive. Expenses are, you know, uh, they do add up. And like field day, field trips like yesterday up into Wrexham, uh, expenses being paid. You know, it's, it's constantly churning out. There's lots and lots of expenses. So uh, I think uh, Orla has a video here um, to try and, uh, I think, let me have a look, a video file. Let's take a look at this video and I'll elaborate afterwards. Here is Orla. Orla Jones here, who will be playing Izzy Orchard in our care home drama series, Henry House. I'm here to give a huge thank you to everyone who donated to our recent crowdfunding campaign. We really cannot thank you enough as our campaign ended up over £1,500. So thank you very much. 
But right now, I am here to give a very, very special thank you to Lynn Goldsmith. Lynn had seen during our campaign that for a very significant donation, you could guarantee yourself to be a part of one of our scenes on set in Henry House. And Lynn got in contact um, after the campaign had finished to ask if she could still make that donation. And of course, we said yes. And Lynn, we will see you on set very soon. Thank you so very much for your generous donation. And if you're sitting at home like Lynn, thinking, can I still donate? Of course you can. Just get in touch via any of our social media platforms or info at rockinghorsemedia.co.uk and we can discuss what you would like to donate. But at the moment, thank you to everyone who has already and who continues to support and donate to our crowdfunding campaign. That allows us to continue doing what we love and we cannot wait to be on set filming Henry House. So thank you, everyone. We really do appreciate it. From myself and on behalf of the Rocking Horse cast and crew, thank you and see you soon. clicking buttons and stuff there you go that was lovely that was um you know the, the crowdfunder guys isn't just like a thing you give you money to and donate there are always perks you get back from it as well so um you saw that if you go onto the rocking horse facebook page website uh you can find a link there so you can get involved with the crowdfunder and you get amazing perks uh like glenn there who will be part of uh, part of the day they're filming that's wonderful. Uh, Steve is in the chat. He says, uh, the Wrexham fans were lovely to speak to and meeting Wayne Jones was equally cool. Now, me and Dean have a place to go drinking as characters. Alid uh, Bryn at the turf outside the Wrexham Stadium. Um, so, yeah, all looking good. All looking very, very good. Um, I want to say thank you to my my guests today, Ben, Missy, Brooke. You guys have been fantastic. Thank you for taking time up on your Sunday um, to, to chat with me. And uh, by the way, uh, Julie's in the chat. She said, <laughs> Julie and Jody. Julie, 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 Julie. Uh, she says, it's not me. Uh, Jody Breakwell is in Shrek playing Fiona. <laughs> She's also involved in Henry House uh, performances um, around the 10th, 12th November at the Theatre Haveran Newtown. So uh, sorry, Julie, uh, for getting you mixed up with Jody. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you so much for joining me uh, to my guest, to everybody in the comments as well. Uh, it's been really nice, uh, nice getting those coming through. And make sure you support Rocking Horse in any way. Oh, there's another thing to do. Oh, gosh, I'm terrible today. Uh, this is a really... What is this? Have you heard about the new care home drought? So this is a poster, I think, that's going on. Um, uh, it's got, I'll tell you what, we'll, uh, we'll, I'll put that on our social media because that's a lot to read just before we're about to finish the show. But um, thank you for sending me that anyway, Gareth. <laughs> thank you to my guests. Thank you for everyone for tuning in. Have you enjoyed thank it? You. The podcast has been all right? It wasn't that scary, was it? Yeah. Yeah, it was all right. Uh, <laughs> uh, stick around backstage. I'll say goodbye to you properly. But for now, thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Uh, peace out. See you later, guys. <laughs>